I would say I'm the uh, founder and creative director of Umalt, a B2B video marketing agency, and I hate corporate video. Welcome, Guy. It's great to have you on my show, Jagged with Jastravi. Conversations at the edge with thought leaders from the marketing, branding, and consumer world. Glad to be here. Thanks, Jastravi. Thanks for having me. When they say video is the future, and future of marketing is uh, particularly, I want you to share with our audiences what is the psychology of this great impact a video has. And please feel free to use any movie examples, um, Matrix or any other, if you could just delve into that. Sure. Uh, the psychology of it is that it's very easy to consume and it speaks to a ton of your senses all at the same time. Uh, my simple question is, when was the last time you cried when you read a white paper? When was the last time you laughed out loud? Um, you know, unless it was a comedian's book, but when was the last time you felt like vivid emotions um, in any other form of uh, any, any medium, right? Video is able to speak to your vision, your sound, those are very obvious, but then it also leverages those streams combined and combines them in interesting ways to elicit feelings out of you that any other medium can do, but not as efficiently and not as well as video. So, um, Guy, when, you know, when we say B2B videos, what does that include? And uh, if you'd like to refer the customer journey to explain the kind of B2B videos, uh, you know, it would be helpful or, or whichever way you'd like to explain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, I mean, B2B videos can be across any point in the customer journey from awareness to after the sale and everywhere in between. Um, so that's what we, and, and that can be a very fancy commercial and that can also be uh, like a, um, oh, what's that uh, site? Uh, like a bomb bomb, like a very like one-to-one -one email, uh, you know, video over email that salespeople can do. And, and that's, that's video marketing and that's a B2B video across the whole spectrum. And the idea is that, well, if videos are so efficient and effective at communicating thoughts and feelings, why wouldn't you use them across the entire journey? I think a lot of people bucket video into, well, our company needs a brand film and that's usually about the company. And it's very like, we were established in 1985 and it's all about us and our culture is one of collaboration and it's all just very and that's what i see as a corporate video right mm. so or or they make a fancy commercial right that is meant for more uh paid social stuff like that um programmatic so they'll do that in video but then really that's it that's what i find and then they'll make product videos right so that like boring kind of one minute, two minute uh, product videos that are basically just a brochure in video form. Hmm. Um, and that's the major mistake I see brands make is 
they transpose white papers and placemats and sales sheets. They just copy and paste that over to a video script. And that's when you use words like um, data implementation to effectively break down disparate silos through a cross-functional approach. Like all of these kind of wordy things that no one talks like, that's because that's on some kind of brochure somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. That's on a website somewhere. And they just copied and pasted it over to an AV video script. And then they line up B-roll, stock footage that kind of correlates and then they call it a day that's the yeah. video and i think that's the major mistake and that's what leads to that stale feel very long-winded response that b2b videos are all of that and the issue is <clears throat> because of technology if you think back to the 70s 80s and even 90s i mean i went to camp in the early 90s and my camp sent me a video on a vhs cassette distribution was a natural limiter because unless I mail this VHS tape all over the place, the end user is the end of that video's journey, right? When you mail someone a VHS cassette, that's the end unless they again, yeah. distribute it, but why would they? Mm -hmm. But now that everything's digital, every video that a brand makes is equal. They're all equal now because you can have, I mean, think of, Go to um, Dell Technologies YouTube page. On their YouTube page, you'll see the spot they paid $5 million to make and then the spot that they paid nothing to make. They made someone just make it on, on a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be a spot that they paid $5,000 to make. All of them have equal presence across digital channels. So that's why it's more important than ever to take a macro approach to everything instead of just this one-off, yeah, let's make a video thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so uh, Guy, we have to now quickly come to uh, why you were compelled to write the book you wrote, Death to a Corporate Video. What did you mean by that and how your company's approach uh, is drastically different, uh, you know, to making a corporate video or B2B videos. Yeah. If you'd like to take an example, it will be uh, easier for every for the audiences to appreciate because the ideas you have are really modern and future forward, you know, so for people to assimilate, uh, any example would be interesting, you know, what's typically done and what you did, you and your team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so why I wrote the book, Death to the Corporate Video, is um, in 2018, I started my production, my, I started a video production company in 2010, and it was actually just called Guy Bauer Productions, and for eight years, sorry about my dog, for eight years, <laughs> I made all those bad corporate videos. I made them all, and after eight years, I just saw that they just don't work. They're ineffective. No one likes them. They've got 18 views on YouTube. And, and I went on this journey of like, well, why don't they work? And, and really death to the corporate video is, is our philosophical ideas that took eight years to come out. And I wrote it in two weeks. It just like poured out of me. Um, there's a lot of pain in the, in the words. Um, and so I'll, I'll talk about our approach to B2B video through a case study. 
So we have a, a spot for Mass Mutual we did on our site um, called Values, and it's for Mass Mutual Trust Company. And so a trust company has many different uh, functions, right? They can act sorry, as well. It's an, sorry, it's an insurance company you were saying? Or, okay. Yeah, so Mass Mutual is an insurance company, but inside of Mass Mutual, they have the Mass Mutual Trust Company. So that was the that was the product line that we were advertising. And a trust company is pretty complex. So a trust company will do stuff like wills, right? And estate planning, but then they'll do financial management, advising. They kind of do the whole thing because they're about preserving your wealth across multi-generations of your family. And so the typical video that a complicated financial product would get would be what's called an explainer video. Uh, So, you know, an animation with a character, meet Bob. Bob is a high net worth individual. He wants to make sure his wealth is preserved through. Mul- I mean, I can write it off the top of my head. I've seen it <laughs> eight times. years, guy. That's the eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Speaking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Because <laughs> I've made them all. That's the thing. Is I think like you have to go through the journey. You have to do it the wrong way in order to appreciate the right way. Because when clients try to convince me that I'm like, you know, to reconsider my stance, I just, no, no, no. I know it. I know it. Anyway, so the typical corporate B2B video would be a long-winded two to three minute explainer video about what a trust company does, why it's important, and why Mass Mutual Trust Company is the best. And what we did was we took a totally different approach. Our spot never even says the word trust company. Nobody utters it. In fact, it doesn't even attempt to explain what a a trust company does. Our whole philosophy was, how do you get someone who doesn't have a trust company to get one, right? So the idea is it's almost like Inception, the movie. You have to implant a thought to agitate a need, right? And that's a classic awareness play. An awareness uh, piece of marketing is is making someone who's unaware of their problem aware that they have a problem. So that's what this video does. It agitates a need for a trust company because by definition, our objective was to generate awareness, right? So why would you start an explainer video about what a trust trust company is to someone who doesn't need one or isn't aware they have a problem. So that's where the idea came from is, so let's take a step back. How do you get someone to want or to even think that, well, I need a trust company. Hmm. And the idea is, well, let's work in reverse. So what does a trust company do? A trust company preserves wealth over generations. So if you break that down, you keep... like what we do is you have to keep boiling it down. It's almost like maple syrup. It starts with gallons and gallons of sap and then you just got to keep boiling, boiling, boiling. Mm. Okay. So what is it called? <clears throat> what is it called when you, um, what is it called when you effectively change your family tree over generations? That's called your legacy. You know, like that's, that's a person's legacy. So that's where the root of this um, idea comes from. The idea is that a man teaches his daughter 
a magic trick and teaches her values. And these things are passed down to her. And, uh, and then he eventually ages, right? And dies, but you don't see him die in the spot. Right. But then at the end of the spot, she looks at the quarter that he did the magic trick with and text insinuates that, you know, um, wealth is more than just money, right? Wealth mm -hmm. is the values and the, the knowledge you pass down. And that's what the Mass Mutual Trust Company wanted to stress was that um, it's not just about money. It's about the, the person's essence has to be passed down and mm. Mass Mutual Trust Company can get you to do that. But really the subtext of the subtext of the spot is, you, do you want to let your family down or not? Like it's, it's a question to the customer of Mass Mutual saying, asking them, like, do you want to let your family down? Oh, that's very... I know this was provocative, <laughs> not at all, no, not at all. So, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of things that uh, I want to take forward. First of all, uh, when you said uh, sap to maple syrup and you have to boil it down, you have to condense it, um, which. Uh, so the idea there was there was a clear creative idea, there was storytelling and, um, you know, very, very engaging and moving content you know, uh, that the video that you just described. And I, uh, you know, an idea is more important than uh, the production. You've said that about a video in, in context of video marketing. Now, this is something that the advertising people appreciate, right? So uh, you've written about what are the four things, and you could take a couple, that a video marketing industry can learn from the advertising industry, you know, because uh, you know when you when you look up video marketing, the clear disclaimer is it is not an ad, right? But there are there are a lot of good principles that an ad is using to uh, be worth the money it is investing, and uh, because it is an intrusion, uh, and, you know, this is this is. Uh, I read your um, uh, that article, and I'm uh, using uh, these two things from there. So, would you like to emphasize any uh, couple of aspects that video marketing yeah. should? Because this is a very creative, engaging uh, video that you talked about. It's talking about, uh, you know, there's laddering, and it's need recognition, you know, sort of thing. Like you mm -hmm. said, that people are aware there is a, that they have this need, and you are provocatively telling them that actually you need it. So mm -hmm. uh, very tough task, uh, you know, for any video. So would you like to share uh, what? Yeah. So this was 10 years ago or maybe even more, the idea of content marketing, right? That people don't want to watch ads. People don't want to be interrupted. You need to have content marketing. That's when that idea really took hold. I mean, that's what uh, we do a podcast, your podcast. This is in the world of content marketing, right? It's, it's not advertising, but it is, right? It's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's soft. It's soft, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and we all do it. We all yeah. do it. You know? Always, all the time. All of us yeah. do it. You have to. I mean, yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, and I think what has happened is eventually that idea of content marketing and hiding the 
the hard sell or, or, or like selling being kind of like nasty, like, Oh, we don't want to, that has turned into when you look at brands, they'll make two to three minute videos that have no objective that are just, they're nice things, but I don't know who's watching them and I don't know who, who's taking action on them. They're just things. Right. <laughs> and so I, I think what people listen, no one wants to be interrupted with a, uh, I don't know if they have these ads in India, but in America, there's mattress commercials, like 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S-S, mattresses, mattress, you know, no one wants to be yelled at and, in, and, and um, interrupted like that. But if you interrupt me with something that's actually good and compelling and that makes me cry, laugh, smile, whatever, that's okay. I think what happened was is we just said, well, no interruption. Everything has to be like organic and, 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 and just no advertising. And I think that that's false. I think if you can make an ad that is compelling, you will make an audience think the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, not because of football. I got news for you. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl because all the ads are amazing. They're great. We love watching them. But why can't you just make all your ads Super Bowl ads? It's not like Super Bowl ads look different than any other ads all throughout the year. It's that they're actually good and entertain you and bring you value. So the idea is... Um, how can B2B marketers leverage things from TV commercials to make better marketing? And one of the core ones is know thyself. So a TV commercial knows it's a TV commercial. It knows it's an ad. And it because it knows it's an ad, it doesn't mess around. It knows that it's got 60 seconds. It knows it has to relate to you. Um, it has to entertain you and then it has to sell you all in 60 seconds. And so because it knows it's an ad, they act like that and <laughs> they work, right? <laughs> um, whereas a lot of B2B video marketing and a lot of B2B marketing is trying to it act like it's not an ad. Hmm. So then it effectively is a bad ad and doesn't <laughs> do <laughs> like <laughs> it seems so crazy, but um, that TV commercials are all recognize that they are ads. Hmm. The other thing that TV commercials do very well, and I'm going to, I think this may be my next ebook. I'm not sure, but um, TV hey, commercials. One second. That was a moment. It got announced first time on Jagged with Just Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, honestly. Uh, <laughs> um, is that TV commercials assume that you're disinterested. TV commercials assume that you're going to use that time to go to the bathroom or check your phone. So TV commercials know they have to bring it. Whereas a lot of B2B ads and, and B2B uh, marketing videos, they assume that you're taking notes. They assume that you're like, you know, like you're so engaged like this. It's the hubris of attention assumption. Uh, that's not good. Like most people don't care, right? Like no one cares. So by you assuming that you're, that the people watching your B2B ad care, uh, 
you're doing it a big disservice because no one cares. Whereas TV commercials, because they are operating under that assumption that you don't care, now they're going to just entertain you, make you cry, laugh. They have to bring it. They have to do it. Um, so they assume disinterest. And I would say the other thing is that great TV commercials are written by really good copywriters who specialize in TV commercials. And the older I get, the more I realize that writing for a TV commercial and for an, a, a video ad is completely different than writing for a web website, white paper, uh, even social copy. It's total. I think it's a totally different skill set because when you write for uh, motion media, when you write mm. for film or TV or whatever, it's written. It's, it has to be the way people actually talk, not the way people read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it takes a very special. It's a totally different skill. And I think if you just start, if you're a brand listening to this and you just start like noticing TV commercials and start writing the way they write, mm -hmm. you'll see engagement go up. Yeah, brilliant. No, I, I, I found that piece brilliant. All the things that you said about how, how careful they are about using the time. <laughs> and uh, uh, Guy, are there any other aspects of uh, foundational anchors of a good video marketing strategy uh, that you'd like to highlight here? Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> I, think what, <laughs> I think the biggest one, just Ravi, is, have you seen Hamilton? like on, on the film, the Broadway show or no. Okay. So there's a Broadway show, Hamilton. I'll check it out after this, but yeah. <laughs> it's on Disney plus. Um, okay. Anyways, a Broadway smash hit. And there's two characters in Hamilton. One is Alexander Hamilton. He's one of the United States founding fathers. And then there's this guy, Aaron Burr. And Aaron Burr is a politician. <clears throat> And these two characters are frenemies. Um, Alexander Hamilton will speak his mind, even if it's polarizing. And when he speaks his mind, mm. uh, a lot of people don't like him. Whereas Aaron Burr wants everyone to like him. So what mm. he does is he just says generic things and he doesn't take a side. He his objective is to not polarize. Even after the United States wins the Revolutionary War, he's still unsure like how it's going to shake out. So he still won't even like acknowledge that America is independent. Still, because he's like, you know, he doesn't want to be seen taking sides. He wants yeah. to just be popular and play and it safe. Hmm. Play it safe. Yeah, that's exactly right. And. Hamilton, they wrote the musical, Hamilton is the hero, even though he pissed a lot of people off. And Aaron Burr, the guy who wanted to be popular, is the bad guy. Uh -huh. And I think where brands go so wrong is they want to be Aaron Burr. Mm. They don't want to polarize. They want everyone to love them. And what that forces you to do when that is your goal, to just be loved by everyone, is you now will be the most bland, generic, 
you can't say anything or else you're you're afraid of oh, well if we say something about manufacturing then the auto people or like you know the aviation people are going to get angry and then if we say some you know they mm-hmm. they like they don't want to like say anything so they yeah. say nothing they just say generic generic things you have to be as hamilton as possible you have to be okay with people not liking you um mm-hmm. when we switched from Guy Bauer Productions where we would do anything, right? With my video production company up until 2018, we would do anything, any kind of video. You want a shoe video? Great. You want a digital supply chain video? Great. We'll do that. And we'll put it right next to a peanut butter video and like anything. And then in 2018, I said, no, I'm not working with you if you want lame things. And so (laughs) I pissed off and continue to piss off lots Mm. of potential clients. How much money have I given up in the process of, of polarizing my audience? But the thing is, is the quality of our work has gone up. The quality of my life profits, all of that, those things have gone up exponentially since that hard decision was made. And that decision is really called positioning, right? It's your like go-to-market strategy. It's who is your audience and what do you do for them? And so many brands I see, they don't want to make that brave decision to be okay alienating some of the audience. And so that would be the overriding principle on any campaign. And I, this isn't just video marketing. I would put this into just universally. This is just your company. You you must stand for something. You must be okay polarizing or else I think you end up being white noise in the marketplace. You end up being a brand that is just like this other brand. You end up being totally replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's so much more expensive actually. I mean, like you, like you just said, so this, but this is such a journey. I mean, it must have been such a journey for you guy, you know, like, if I could use such heavy words, but, you know, finding your own authentic voice, like for you, for you to become a brand, you, you know, you had quite a journey. Any magic trick is okay, guy. Do you want to show us something? Sure. And this is actually the magic trick that the father teaches the daughter in the mass mutual commercial. So I had to learn this magic trick because I had to teach the actor how to do it. Oh! So I, I practiced this magic trick for a while. So, okay, so here we go. Do you see this quarter? It's a plain quarter. Okay. And. Vanished. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, you got something in your ear. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Terrible. Thank you. <laughs> you can cut that part. <laughs> 10 on 10 on showmanship. You see. What? <laughs> what? Rapid fire. We, we've gone a little literal. Favorite travel destination? Morocco. Your most often used phrase? The medium is the message. One thing no one knows about you. Uh, I am extremely introvert. Really? Okay. Your favorite Avenger or superhero? Batman. Oh, 
So what is your superpower? Overthinking things. <laughs> <laughs> If I say Germany. Oh, uh, that's half of my heritage. Okay. Half German. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Stop losing focus on so many things. Just focus on one thing. Superb. You did very well, guy. Awesome. <laughs> I only got zapped once. <laughs> like, uh, okay, so if you've enjoyed this episode of Jagged with Jess Ravi, please uh, like, share, and subscribe, and leave us a review. Thank you. Thank you so much, guy. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you.